0: Do you think uh, computers are going to take our jobs? No. Well, okay. So Airbnb had this thing that they recently put out uh, that basically makes it so that like a sketch that you make can be turned into one of their web components, like for their apps or whatever. Okay. Um, but, you know, if that tends to become more the pattern where like AI can translate regular average sketches that you do into like full mock-ups... That's, like, someone's job they're taking away,
1: <laughs> potentially. Yeah, but, I mean, like, I think every piece of, like, progress that happens ends up taking away some type of job. And it, it, usually it's, like, the lower tiers are the things that are, like, the lowest hanging fruit, right? The thing that, there, yes, there is a person that takes that thing and makes it into a mock-up. But, like, the easier a job is, the more likely it is to get automated at some point. Hmm. And you can't really like stop a company from putting effort into something that they think is worthwhile. Like, hey, yes, that sucks. Someone's going to not be able to do that thing anymore. And they'll need more specialization in the future. But it also means that now Airbnb can iterate like twice as fast or something and get more done and potentially make more money and hopefully hire people for other things expand their company and have other people working in services or more people working on fleshing out the ux once and maybe that person who used to do that primarily can transition into a more of a second phase role but some of them won't and that sucks but i mean that's been happening with every job forever right like people used mm-hmm. to like sew, and then like the industrial revolution happened and it was like I don't know if sewing is a good example, but the, all the different processes that came out of the Industrial Revolution that took away tons of jobs. People are like, can't you just not do that and let people have these jobs? But then that also led to, like, mass production and, like, made things cheaper and easier for people to get. So, like, it led to benefits as well. Hmm. So, I don't know. I, I mean, it's it always sucks at the time, and it especially sucks for the people in the positions that are lost or in the least skilled positions. But you also just you can't stop things just because of that, you know? I don't hmm. know. Or some people think you should. Yeah, that's how I feel. So progress over people. That that was my campaign campaign (laughs) platform. For some reason, it didn't work that well. (laughs) That was my complaining platform. My complaining (laughs) platform. I'd get on top of it and I'd go, "People stink. Progress great." This say a weekly conversation between J.P. Kamara and Steve Carell, Carol, Carol, where we consider life's questions, something, 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 and
0: sometimes we talk about important topics of the day, like spoiling movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen Thor yet?
1: <laughs> Thor dies. Oh, no. Oh, Thor dies. Yep. I mean, the Probably funny thing is point. there's a possibility he does die in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then like comes back from the dead or something yeah, like that. Yeah, because of
0: like someone cries and the tears miraculously heal him. Why is that a plot in like a, a way of turning around an unfortunate event in so many movies? That happens. Right? It's always tears, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the Pokemon movie, for example. <clears throat> <laughs> I've never seen Pikachu that. cries on Ash when Ash gets killed by Mewtwo and then uh, Ash comes alive again through Pikachu's tears or something. Or Mew's
1: tears. Wait. Anyway, so there's Mew, a lot of Pokemon cry. So, <laughs> how many Pokemon? That sounds like a different type of scene. A bunch of po- like Ash gets killed, and then a bunch of Pokemon cry on him. Mm-hmm. That's yep. awkward. Yeah, that's I, also wait. Mew kills him, and then he goes. A Mew two kills Mewtwo. him, and then Mew. Mew, I think, cries on him and brings him back to life, or <laughs> Pikachu does, <laughs> or they both do. Yeah, they both collect their their tears into little cups and then pour them on his dead body. Uh, mm-hmm. Did they ever explain why that brought him back? I mean, at least with Mew, like, doesn't he have, like, magic, like, psychic powers or something like that? Can he, like, restart his heart with his mind? Uh, I don't, I mean, no, it goes unexplained. There's no, like,
0: well, you know, Bob, this is how this happened. There's, right. Nope. Because there's no one named Bob. Yeah. I, I mean, tears bring people back to life. It's true, right? Yeah. There's.
1: A, I, I don't think, you think it's the tears? I that's why we
0: cry at, like, funerals. <laughs> Because I think like, we're yes. desperately hoping that like, the, the regenerative powers of like, salt and water will bring people back.
1: Now listen, you guys are going to have to come with me on this one, but I've yeah. seen a lot of movies. I think if a bunch of us get together and cry on Dear Departed Grandpa, yep. <laughs> he'll come back. from. Imagine his hand sticks up and he's like, your tears have brought
0: me back. Yeah, imagine. Uh, all it was this whole time, it wasn't that he's dead. He's just very dehydrated. <laughs>
1: he's so de- <laughs> I needed your salty tears. <laughs> Grandpa craves your energy.
0: Turns out, mort- morticians would be without jobs. We'd automate that job straight oh, out.
1: Man, yep. now we're taking away jobs from the morgues <laughs> yeah. and the morticians and the sorry guys. That's true. The embalmers. and the maybe we can sell tears online. Like, uh, what is it? not reincarnating uh mm-hmm. revitalizing no yeah uh, revitalizing reuse. rejuvenating rejuvenating power, power of tears <laughs> reuse tears recycling reusable tears
0: we're reusing these tears to bring people back to life re i mean re uh, re uh, resurrecting yeah, resurrecting wow. not resurrecting Sheesh. resurrecting it's re- not a it's not a recess cup it's a Reese's cup
1: <laughs> uh resurrection cups yeah yeah, oh. little cups, but they'll f- they're filled. Little, little cups, cups, filled, cups filled with, filled with tears. tears, with that nice little cellophane wrapper on the top. <laughs> yeah, single you know serving. I've, every year, I try to give those out to kids in Halloween. No, 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 no. and and they're never happy about it. I'm just like, drink those tears, kids. I'll keep you immortal. Yeah,
0: come on, kids, hey. get with it. And they're the tears of elephants, which are the most powerful tears. Yeah, not only do they they're promote, so big too. Yeah, they promote good memories
1: and. They also help you live forever. I mean, look at an elephant's skin. Can't tell how old an elephant is because nope. they come out of the womb looking really old. <laughs> they're just tiny old people. And they're then the they Benjamin become big Button of Elephants. Yeah, <laughs> right, but they never become... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this you're, elephant hey, is the... Every the button button elephant is Benjamin Button of an elephant. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> the whole elephant race is the Benjamin Button of itself. Uh, when do they
1: become young? Shh, 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 shh. No, no, no. They you're, never. You're not listening. no, 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 no. Uh yeah, Benjamin Button of elephants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, poor grandpa, no one cries on him enough.
0: I know. Well, I mean that's how we got my grandma to come back to life. Oof. Really? Oh.
1: Tell me more. Wow. Well, nah, never mind. Maybe another time. I heard you're the your grandma's the um elephant of Benjamin Button, elderly. Wow. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, my grandmas are dead. Well, <laughs> you kind of set me up for that one, I guess. I thought you said you brought it back to life. I'm a grandpa. Oh. Yeah, but like
0: Jesus, you know, he he ascended into heaven. Oh, man. and is is with the angels now? That's good. Yeah. Yep. In you know, a big hole in the ground.
1: <laughs> oh, God, is that where they go?
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's in a mausoleum. Does he actually have a mausoleum? Yeah. No, They're he crypt. doesn't. What's the thing? It's a big circle on the ground and they have all the slots.
1: It's called prison. No, he's in one of the coffin Oh, co- it's a, coffin it's
0: a He's in a coffin drawer.
1: He's cremated? No. Do coffin drawers have real people in them?
0: I mean, he's in one. I don't... Is he in a mausoleum? Is he in a crypt? Or is he in a... He's in a coffin on wow. a shelf in the ground.
1: In the ground? Yeah. Like, it's like a big, so like, you know, big, you know They how, dug
0: a big hole and they, there's like a, a thing and they go down there and then they put the coffin, they slide the coffin into the drawer. It's got one of those.
1: What are you talking about?
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I I, I don't know what our our audience is going to have to tell us what this is. or Yeah, we're gonna have please to look write it later. Yeah. 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 Well, because
1: I thought you were saying, you know, how I mean, like it might be at, a mausoleum. Well, it, I, actually, I don't know what a mausoleum is or either. A crypt. <laughs> He's the crypt keeper. Uh you know when you you've been to like wakes and funerals and stuff where you go into that big like structure and there's like all names along the wall mm-hmm. and like are there people inside of those? Sure. Oh boy. Neither uh, of us knows inside anything. Inside the wall? Yeah. <laughs> Just is that why I hear those screams and like yeah. the slapping and punching noises, people that trying might to get be out? why and they're marble, so there's no hope. Yeah, what are you going to get through that? Grandpa, through. sorry. Yeah. You're with the angels now inside of these walls. Mhm. Uh there's a band someone we know has been really into lately called angel maker and it's like this like deathcore band okay it doesn't really make any sense though angel, like i'm assuming core band it's angelcore. Right. yeah all the music is just full of light um mm-hmm. just like thompson kincaid thomas kincaid? thomas kincaid thompson kincaid thompson kincaid <laughs> uh that name makes no sense i really i think i realized like what they A- thought angel- the name meant angel painter like we're making someone an angel like we're killing somebody or something angel mamer what's it called again? Ange- <laughs> angel maker angel maker but it makes no sense yeah. you know angels already existed you don't make an angel out right. of a person, yeah. Or if you did, like that's like a superpower. That's not a bad thing because all their songs are super negative and like violent and stuff. Mm. But their name is Angel Maker, so it sounds like a positive name. Almost. So if your band's name was Baby Maker, would you be basically making like <laughs> old men that turn into babies? Uh No, see, I thought it was more like an R and B type thing. Ah, yeah, yo, we're the baby makers. Ooh, baby, I love you making. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just want you to be like you with just Kevin Bacon. Jamaican. <laughs> and, and I've never said the word Jamaican. Jamaican, you're Jamaican. You're um, yeah, it's my new band, The Baby Makers. Baby Jamaican, baby Jamaican, <laughs> with Kevin Bacon. Also, I'm Jamaican. Wow, <laughs> you sound like a Jamaican person. Yeah, I know. I feel like like
0: the Australian and New Zealand is like the new accent to make fun of in movies. Yeah,
1: for it's sure. like the new, like, I think funny I don't accent. know if it's new, but it's... I, wonder if, I almost wonder if it was partially popularized by uh, Flight of the Conquered. It could be. Yeah, them, Fat Amy. Oh, yeah. She's from... Is she from Australia? I think so, yeah. Fat Amy. Yeah. That's right. I forgot about Melbourne. her. It sounds so mean. Yeah. I mean, I guess she probably calls her... Like, she, she made that her name. Her character name is that. Is yeah. Fat Amy. Yeah. yeah. Is that her actual name? Her name's Amy? Um... I she, mean, not, in, not her in, actual name is Fat Amy. In
0: Pitch Perfect and Pitch Perfect 2, she calls herself Fat Amy. Oh, okay. You saw both? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I'm a I'm a married man, JP, and I hope to stay that way for a long time. <laughs> I actually like the first movie. Yeah. The second one good. was all right. It well, a there's little... a new one that's coming out Pitch Perfect 3? Yeah. I think it's the last one. Oh. They say. It'll be Sammy. Yeah, 2 Pitch, too Perfect, I think. Is that <laughs> <laughs> 2 Pitch or 2 Perfecter? I think that's number four. Apparently, so there's the Fast and the Furious, but there's also a movie called Fast and Furious in that series. Yeah. I had no idea that came out later. It's like. I think it was the most recent one. Oh. Uh, no, it's got oh, Paul no, Walker no. in it, it's 2009. Oh. Yeah, the okay, first one so one came there's out in 2001. Fast and Furious. The Fast and the Furious. Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah, and then Fast and Furious, furious Tokyo Drift. Drift. Boom. Yeah.
1: Fast and Furious 4. Fast and Furious (laughs)
0: 7. Fast and Furious 8. And somewhere before those. You know what's interesting? In the middle of it. Hearing
1: us stumble through the names of Fast (laughs) and Furious that we mostly don't know. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I do remember that, though. Like, the the, the Fast and the Furious. The first one was the Fast and the Furious. The Fast and the Furious. And then the most recent one, I think, was like. There was Furious (laughs) 7. There was Furious eight get furious. Yeah, are they on the ninth one. Is, did Paul Walker die in the eighth one? I think so. Or during the eighth one? Yeah, filming. Oh, Paul Walker. I Think so. Yeah, he died in such a dumb way. In he the died, movie? No, in real life. Oh, well, what did he do? He died in a car crash driving his car too fast.
0: Jeez, come on! You can't do that. Come on! I mean, you can. It's you silly. know that Sad. uh thirty thousand people a year in this country are killed by guns. That's sad. Yeah, not even the bullets that come from them,
1: just the guns. If you add the bullets in, then it's 150,000. 30,000 just from being bludgeoned to death by empty guns. In (laughs) frustration after shooting all the bullets and missing the person. So bad at shooting, but Uh, very easy to bludgeon. We're a nation of stormtroopers. That's right. We're a highly effective (laughs) stormtrooper nation. Stormtrooper can never hit anybody. Mm -hmm. Stormtrooper can never hit anybody. Stormtrooper
0: never hit anybody. It's so stupid. Oh, man stop to
1: never hear nobody i'm a baby maker jamaican kevin bacon let's go all right boy that accent something else yeah
0: um yeah so we've basically hit 13 minutes around of stuff to talk about so
1: what's the topic this week well <clears throat> have you heard of the word sonder s a nope oh i don't know if i'm saying it right U S A O U. how do you spell it <laughs> Nope, I'm going to make you struggle through it. S O N D E R? Mm hmm.
0: You ever heard of that word? I've heard of that word, but I have no idea what it means. What what does it
1: mean? From the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. What? Oxford Dictionary? Nope, it's a a website called the Dictionary of Obscure Sorrows. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But this is not really a sorrowful word. I didn't even know this place existed. Depression Dictionary. Yeah. I didn't even know this place existed until today. But basically, it's the realized. <clears throat> noun sonder s o n d e r the realization that each random passerby is living a life as vivid and complex as your own populated with their own ambitions friends routines worries and inherited inherited or inherent craziness an epic story that continues invisibly around you like an anthill spreading deep underground with elaborate passageways to thousands of other lives that you'll never know existed in which you might appear only once as an extra sipping coffee in the background as a blur of traffic passing on the highway as a lighted shadow at dusk. Wow. So, uh, to
0: paraphrase, you may believe that your life is significant and no. then you look at other people and realize they're also living significant lives that don't actually involve you making you insignificant to their experience. But,
1: Um, You still have your
0: own experience that's wonderful (laughs) in spite of that. And other people are the passerby extra in the coffee shop for you. Yeah. So here's the thing. Basically, everyone is special. Therefore, no one is.
1: Okay. I feel like you got tainted by the fact that this came from a thing called the Dictionary of (laughs) Sorrows. (laughs) Well, maybe. Because it makes no implication of what that means. The point of it is just everyone around you is also living like complicated and rich lives that is that something people forget? Yes, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Huh. People become so self-centered and they I mean think about like driving down the road and someone cuts you off and you're like that person's a piece of crap like they're you know they're the the villain in my story or whatever like but you like don't think about the fact that like there probably are times where you cut someone off cuz you're in a rush and you're not thinking about something and someone thinks you're a, a jerk and you don't yeah. think about the comp- constantly and I think this is something that I forget to do at times and tons of people forget to do at times. We forget to put ourselves in other people's shoes oh. and realize they're exactly the same as we are. Yeah. And we make the same mistakes at times and people are frustrated with us for the same reasons, but we don't have empathy for them at those times. We're just mad at them. Yeah. And this, I, you know, this was a, there's a guy I <clears throat> get like daily emails from Seth Godin sends literally, literally daily emails of like short blog posts every single day to wow. his reader base. He's sent out just in what he has like recorded there was a previous point before that he lost his archives. He has he sent out 7,000 days of emails nonstop. Wow. Yeah. A lot of times they're very short snippets. Sometimes they're yeah. much longer, like, thoughts. But he just sends out, like, these thoughts every day. And one of the ones he sent recently that I just <clears> – <throat> I was going back through some of them. Um, he sent out one about this, Sonder. Mm. And I was just like, holy crap. Like, it's a thing that I forget about. I mean, it's never like I'm like, everyone around me is ants and I could crush them at any time. It wouldn't matter. Like, I realize people have complex lives, but I don't think about it actively. Mm. And so like this kind of just like brought it like I didn't realize there was people had like a word for it. I don't know if this is like an official definition or not, but like it's interesting. Mm. There's a concept for it Yeah. that like you got to remember like people are having complex lives that either you don't exist in or you're yeah, that extra in the background. You're the person sipping coffee and you like see them. You see someone else in the coffee shop and it's just like you, you barely register that someone else exists or is, yeah. is just drinking coffee, but they are now leaving to apply for a job or they're having their first kid or, you know, like they're going through a hard time or whatever, you know, like they have a a complicated life that you're not even remotely considering around you. So I don't know.
0: What is this? What is there an action that prompts in you? You sort of think about it's just
1: to it's just to remember to have more empathy for people (coughs) in my lives Hmm. or in my in my multiple lives. Welcome to the Benjamin Button. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Button Show. The Button Show. Uh, Button it up. No. Yeah. I think that's probably the main thing that sometimes I'm like just walking along and, and I that thought like occurs to me. It's just like, that's right. Like all of these people have like all these like interesting and complicated lives going on that I'm just not a part of at all.
0: That man there with his hand under the dog's butt inside a plastic bag. He yeah. has his own.
1: He has his own interesting life. Interesting, and maybe most of that life. life it's about picking up dog and poop. a dog. And, it's, and the crazy thing is, that's not even his dog. That's his story. Right. He just follows around finding dogs that are about to poop, and he catches their poop. Oh, my gosh. And then he stores it in his house. Oh. <laughs> with his 18 cats. With his 18 cats. All named Christopher. And his name is the Angel Maker. And his name is also Christopher. <laughs> Christopher
0: the Angel Maker.
1: Christopher the Angel Maker with his 18 cats named Christopher. who walks <laughs> around after dogs Chris, anywhere and Chris, picks up their poop. Chris. 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 <laughs> Good night, Chris. Chris Chris, 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 Chrissy, Christopher, Chris, Chrissy. So anyway, like that, I, I immediately wrote it down in my podcast journal. I don't yeah. really have one, but I have a little notebook <coughs> They're called Evernote. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. That is interesting. Talk about it.
0: Are, are there some people who you think it's not worthwhile
1: to have empathy for? <laughs> Um. Yeah, the police. Well, I guess I politicians. guess
0: politicians. Yeah, sure. I, maybe
1: <laughs> CEOs. We can we can definitely talk about that. But I'm thinking like more
0: like during the course of everyday life. Like, um, is there like uh, there there are so many people who are so ancillary to our daily activity that it's,
1: um, like, you know what there's I woman, feel like i a woman at Taco Bell.
0: Yeah. Right. And I I go to this Taco Bell. Have been to this Taco Bell. I no longer go there, but I used to go there a fair amount when I used to work. A oh, this day. wasn't. A,
1: I thought you were just coming up with a, like a made up scenario. You were no, talking no. about literally. No, there's when you an used actual to to Taco woman at Taco, Taco, Taco Bell. Is and she
0: always there? Yeah, she she always takes payment in the payment window, and someone else. Oh, okay. anybody else hands you your food, right? <clears throat> so I see her every time I'm at Taco Bell. She always takes my payment. She always says, "Hey, fill out the survey on the back of the receipt." Like, mm-hmm. it's, and uh, any any mints or wet naps. And, like, those are the questions that she asks. And those are, like, my primary interactions with her. What's crazy is she's asking
1: you for mints and wet naps. Yeah. <laughs> Do you she's have any mints saying, or wet naps? My hands are or so yeah. dirty. And my breath is just bad from asking <laughs> these <so> questions <laughs> of everybody. And I'm always eating these receipts. When people don't take them, I just eat them. So, yeah, like, please. I'm very hungry. I'm Taco so hungry. Bell's not very good. <laughs> Did you know? <laughs> Actually, it's really good.
0: It's very good. But, um, so, I remember this woman, right? Because I've had many interactions with her. Huh. And so, like, thinking through this experience, like my i tended to like have like idle chit chat with her of course every yeah. now and again right but like at the end of the day i'm sure she lives you know a meaningful right
1: like a meaningful life i'm glad cetera. you went that way because there was a split second where i was afraid you were gonna be like i'm sure she lives a meaningless life wow. <laughs> why would i be well, empathetic towards but her? but like to me it yeah. it
0: other than like Seeing her at the drive through window there's nothing there's nothing else that brings to my life other than the fact that like she always had a good attitude. She treated me kindly, and like my day was improved by interacting with her, yeah, however, anybody at the second window, I have absolutely no idea who they are, right because right. like they change frequently, there's no continuity there, like they literally are an extra yeah. so I guess like the question I wonder is like should should the empathy radar always be on like let's say this is a condition empathy radar name of the episode yeah empathy right <laughs> let's say let's say sondering is like a condition that makes it so you can't actually turn your empathy radar off and it oh, forces you throughout your life to recognize all the extras mm. and go down all that rabbit holes of what their lives must be like yeah yeah like
1: let's say it's a debilitating condition what is that what does that look like in your life that actually sounds like a really fascinating, like, book or movie or, like, independent film or something. Probably not a the movie, like an independent film. The Man Who Cared film.
0: Too Much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a JP Kamara story. <laughs> His name is Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> I care too much when I see these cats. I have to bring them home. For some They're reason, rich, I'm British. Like, why am I always British? <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I care. <laughs> uh, that's That's a really cool question um yeah like i i think it's it's almost a requirement right that you don't always feel empathy for other people because yeah then you'd be like you wouldn't be able to go through your life especially if you like saw anyone like you you see that person in the window and you barely recognize them or like most people wouldn't but that person with empathy looks at them and they they look kind of sad and they're just like oh man what's wrong with their day can i make it better like you just be stopping at everybody and be like oh how can i cheer this person up Hmm. so yeah it's probably it's almost like um it's like a you know when something's like brushing against you but you like get used to that feeling and you stop kind of noticing it isn't there like a almost like a sensory organ to your skin or something that your body allows you to like turn certain things off hmm. that are like like a background noise like yeah. you get used to a background noise being there and that's actually like a, a bodily process I think that your body huh. your body and your brain can say like I'm going to tune that out because it doesn't affect me and it's just continuously going so like you can keep doing your stuff and ignore it huh. and that's it's probably a similar thing with like, like us chewing on a podcast episode or <laughs> that one may be impossible <laughs> to ignore. Uh, but yeah, so like you, you're able to tune people out because if you didn't, you'd be constantly obsessed with everybody. So. Yeah. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, <clears throat> so yeah, I mean, that's a really, that's a really cool idea though. Somebody who like can't turn it off. I don't know. Was there a question in there? Well, I guess, well, the, the follow up to statement. that is wondering like, would, would it be good for the world to have people like that? I think it would be good for the world I don't I don't I don't know that it would be good for anybody to feel like that all the time. Hmm. I mean my sense for it is one of the most important times to feel it is when you're feeling animosity towards someone hmm. is like being able to put yourself in their shoes. Like literally, put their shoes on. Yeah. Um. Whether they're too small or too they're big, size eight, so they're size 18s. Yeah. You you put those things on. Yeah. And you walk around in them, but I mean, you you don't even have to go that far. But you just have to like think anytime. You know, I, I I'll use I'll uh pick on somebody a little bit. My wife and my sister in law have a very hard time uh, when they get frustrated by people driving right. like not like like letting that go. Oh, I'm in the same boat. Oh, so yeah, that's here. right. You you have the same problem. Yeah. Uh, excuse
0: me. Why don't you spend a little while living in my shoes and realize it's not a problem that I have to be. <laughs> oh,
1: this is the maybe a the person you need to feel empathy for is me, Danielle and Nicole. That's true, and I, maybe I need to put myself in the perspective of. And why we you also feel need so to mad? empathize about your grandpa driving.
0: Hey, boy, if I was stuck behind you in a one-lane road, who
1: There, uh, there's a lot of shade being thrown around, mm. and it's not just being thrown by yeah. me. Well, anyways grandpa is grandpa's grandson
0: grandpa Camaro over here <laughs> yeah i'm gonna pour tears all over you bring it back to like, life acting like chris is in the car there's 19 cats
1: gotta <laughs> drive slow he had 18 before we oh, picked up another one yeah we always oh, drive so slow they just hop right on, <laughs> they just hop on to the, is it a train are there all the windows open no it's a clown car it's a, a pt cruiser does area. he have little like nets on the side so he just collects all the animals uh-huh. he drives yeah he collects it. butterflies and cats <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Oh, honey, I had a good day. And the honey is referring to as one of his cats, who's named (laughs) Chris. Chris Honey. Chris Honey. Uh, Chris Honey, I had a great day, Chris Honey. (laughs) But yeah, okay. So, I mean, that's even a fair point to be like, maybe I should empathize with you guys more. I don't, I I think it would be better. I I personally feel like it would be better for people who get angry on the road to be able to let it go easier because there's literally nothing you can do about it. So, like, you know, going on about it doesn't help you. And also, yeah, you're you're not especially when people are like that person, you know, and they don't do this. But like some people are like that person should die. Like that person's a piece of shit, you know. Like yeah. like they, they really yeah, they get definitely like definitely should. And yes, they are. Right. Re- well, yeah. if that <laughs> you got to be able to
0: identify it when you see it, call it out. Sometimes yeah. there are toxic people, JP,
1: and you got to just get yourself. And you away know how them. you can sense them the easiest? Terrible drivers. when they, do, when they drive bad? Yep. Oh, that's a toxic person. Yep. Look at there's like little toxic streams Look at come out of that car yeah stink stink bombs stink bombs bombs. it's like
0: bowser over there or something he's polluting the environment
1: that stupid tesla yeah battery is so wasteful oh that's another thing being mad at people who have like more money and stuff Mm. but anyways i i think it's a very cool idea i like i like it as a concept something to be able to like actually give a name to the concept because you know i we've all felt it throughout our lives where you like suddenly remember like yes like it just sticks out to you that someone has like an important life that is not attached to you at all.
0: So it seems like for you that that empathy mechanism is more likely to turn on for someone who's like having a hard go of it, rather than like someone who's potentially in a perceived as an oppressor in the situation. It's so, like the road rage, for example. Like, but you don't know what happened to the woman who's who's driving slowly yeah, in front yeah. of you, and not to say it's a woman, but in this example, it is. Sure. Uh, you know, like her, she, she, her baby just, you know, she found out has an illness and mm-hmm. now she's the, like crying in the car and it's like, well, yeah, there, there might be, but who knows like, you know, why that guy's like pissed off behind her in the Porsche. Maybe he just found out his wife's been cheating it's and true. now he's like trying to Straight rush, cheating. you know, trying to rush home. And so he's like, Catch her in the pissed off at her. <laughs> Catch her in the act. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I guess I wonder like, you know, there's, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I'm not sure either. I, but I'm I, I wonder, I wonder if there's like a empathy in an amount of empathy or an empathy mechanism that's more likely to engage for a certain type of emotion or person. Sure, or like I mean, that's it's that's hard to be empathetic true. with yeah. the angry person than the sad
1: person. At least, I think, culturally, we find that to be the case. Sure. It's very easy to be empathetic with a person who's sad. Because, that, like... I mean, that... I think there's... You know, I mean, I don't even need to elaborate. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that there's different scenarios where you would think about it more and where you would put yourself in someone's shoes more. And the more that you feel, like, threatened... Or also, like, yeah, I mean, if you talk about, like, a person in power and they're doing bad stuff whatever bad stuff is hmm. whether it's like violence or just doing poor things with the economy or like not hmm. treating people well yeah, you don't really want to emphasize those people and, and like or even you someone can, who's not I mean, in
0: power who's potentially doing things that are
1: you know the same kind subverting of subverting power and like violent or yeah absolutely yeah yeah there's no i mean you you can still realize for those types of people that they have a rich and complex life, and also not empathize with them at all, and be like that person should be arrested. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's a fair point. Like, I, I my perspective on it is like it makes it could make you more empathetic for people, but there are people who shouldn't necessarily waste time on being empathetic for, or at least not like do alter how you interact with them. For, for that. example, a man with a bad haircut and tiny hands who also happens to be orange. Yeah, yeah. Could you not like reference me so vaguely? <laughs> <laughs> the i mean my hands are so little Bench press is 105 pounds 105 pounds yeah. and um mostly that's with assistance from three other people three other people three why other couldn't people. one other person yeah. help me well uh anyways that was a word that stuck out for me word of the week kids that's pretty cool i like that word a lot word of the and week i also i want to look at the story of obscure what is it again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, have you heard of this word sodomy? So, anyways, it's about realizing that everyone around you is doing it in the butt. Wow. Sorry. Is that is that what that is? I, I don't know what the actual definition of sodomy is, huh? But I think it doesn't well, have to do. with... turns out <laughs> <laughs> you you <entrapped> me again. <laughs> I haven't said a gross thing in
0: so long. I could ancient wisdom the heck out of this. Uh, so sodomites. It comes from maybe. <laughs> just kidding i don't want to look back and turn into a pillar of salt so i'm just going to keep going that's true yeah but technically since i'm
1: looking at you i'm already looking behind you so have i become a pillar of salt you become a pillar you need of to salt. cry
0: on me quickly oh yeah that's how you both you and kelsey need that's to cry how on lot's me. wife could get unstuck if lot just cried he on her he needed
1: to cry on her but he had no tears left because he had cried them all yeah for the sodomites yeah that was a lot of tears he cried a lot of tears very empathetic guy
0: he was. I don't uh, know. I think like to back quickly to to circle back. I think that's why things like the civil rights movement and nonviolent protests like during that mm. were so effective. It's because they they took a power dynamic and totally subverted it. Mm. It's like, yeah, we're just we're going to have sit-ins, right? Where right, right. you can grab us and beat us and pull us out of here, but we're not going to react violently. Like we're we're gonna be in that spot where you're more likely to empathize with, like the police officers aren't the ones receiving the empathy. Oh yeah, you know, right. when they're shooting unarmed black men, like, right? It's the unarmed black men who are receiving the empathy, right? right? In in today's modern. But the thing is, it's like then you go to like look at the sort of movements that are spawning from that, and I think one of the the more difficult things is like people who are impassioned by that and vehemently against those acts happening mm. tend to get angry, tend to get frustrated, tend to be unable to like emotionally rein it in. And mm. granted, you shouldn't have to emotionally rein it in when yeah. you're dealing with like people unjustifiably being killed. Sure, yeah. But it becomes much harder for other people to see your point of view and your perspective if, you know, you're coming across as being angry or combative or belligerent. Like right. Right. That's, that's like one of the I don't know. That's like one of the the things about like our culture and our time. It's just like both sides are just shouting past each other, trying to make their point. Right. They're both ignoring each other. Totally ignoring each other. Because they're both angry and no one wants to listen to an angry
1: person. Right. Or empathize with them. It's a good point. I mean, it's kind of a natural reaction and I want to empathize with it. Yeah. I mean, well, you you. you revealed a very practical thing about like,
0: you know, the road rage thing, right? Like when someone's angry at someone else who's driving poorly, like sometimes that anger is justifiable. But even if it's not, I do wonder about like, <laughs> you know, our tolerance for anger, our capacity to actually empathize with an angry side, um, more so. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Really? Why? Yeah. Um, just cause like we tend to be, we tend to be like, as people, we tend to have like a lot of different emotions and a, a vast range of emotions, um, but
1: there's not... I don't.
0: We Right.
1: No, you're, you're a pretty emotions. dead fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, happy,
0: happy, my joy, tiny, joy. <laughs> my tiny
1: hands, my 18 cats, my names. Chris, Chris, Christopher. Chris, Chris. But like... Chris
0: we've got. We have a lot of words that we ascribe to emotions. But like if we look at classic inside out, right? Let's like... Sadness, the movie inside sadness out. joy, anger... Uh, fear and disgust, right? Sadness, joy, anger, fear, disgust. Disgust was one of them? Yeah. I remember that. When we when we look across that range of emotions, like the one that gets the most like happy play is joy, right? Like mm. that's that's the one, it's one everybody likes. We like, right? But you've got disgust in there, sadness, fear, and anger mm-hmm. all thrown in. And like not to ruin the movie. I was just gonna say like, hey we're getting there <laughs> but like the the fact is joy can't fully be joy without the interaction of the other emotions. Mm, yeah. Um, and it has a beautiful movie actually. It's a really reason. beautiful yeah. movie. Great. And a, a tremendous way of like explaining or, or giving, the importance giving of the faces. balance of emotions. And, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think like the, the other types of emotions that we experience or feel, I think we tend to place negative judgments on them. Hmm rather than
1: just experiencing them like i don't especially know. as like i mean if you could say a simple one is probably like placing uh casting judgments on men and like sadness and crying yeah. and stuff like that you know or like even men in anger yeah i think but i think anger is almost more accepted by a lot of people it's not by me and yeah. it's not by like most people i know but i think there's a lot of people who like think oh, yeah, you know, men get angry at things and, like, they'll start a fight or something and that's, like, oh, men being men, but then if a dude, like, cries, it's, like, what is, what is he mm-hmm. doing? It's so weird. But, you know, you're right. I mean, it's... Um, anger can be seen as the wrong thing as well. Yeah. Like, I'm
0: I'm more likely <laughs> to cry when I'm happy or when I'm angry
1: than when I'm sad. Really?
0: hmm
1: Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Cry when you're angry.
0: Huh. Huh. Because it's... For, for me... Baby. That, that uh, baby, <laughs> baby, maker. baby maker for the baby maker, it, oh, it tends to be the anger <laughs> tends to drive that whole, no, um, <laughs> it's a, it's a more readily accessible emotion. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, it's the one that's like closer to the surface that I'm able a to more easily access and yeah. be more to feel yeah, like, yeah. you know, and in the inside out parlance. Like that's, that's probably my dominant emotion that like, that drives the other things is uh sadness, anger oh anger okay yeah. um and it's not it's not to say like oh i'm such an angry person but it's like yeah, no like my my motivation and drive especially to change things and to want them to be better comes from the fact that i'm frustrated with the world as it
1: is and i want to see it improve mm. right? right it's like I mean, it, it, frustration is a good source of that type of thing. It's yeah. kind of the thing that frustration is almost like the the easiest way to get started with anything Yeah, because it f- like gets you into action. Cause if you feel really happy about something, you might just be like, Oh, whatever. Like I'll just let that thing go. But yeah, when you're frustrated about it, it, it kind of forces you into action. Yeah. Anyways.
0: And I think like there is, there is a stage to sadness that has to do with anger. Yeah. Um, and I think like that's that, You know, right, right as I'm like exiting that stage is when I tend to, like, yeah, just lose it. Hmm. Um, what about what about for you? What do you think? I I think your your dominant emotion is probably joy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh yeah, I guess probably. I mean, that's yeah. At least it's the emotion I think I like my I naturally want to happen the most. So like I put myself towards that the most. It isn't that I like obviously I probably feel mostly just as much sadness and anger as a lot of other people. Although I probably don't feel as much anger as a lot of people do. I think I kinda suppress it a little bit maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And I also like I don't really I get sad about things, but I almost never cry. It takes a lot for me to cry. And I don't I don't I'm not saying that's a good thing. I think it's just cry at my wedding. Uh only during your beautiful song. What about Kelsey's wedding? Uh, only during her beautiful break dance, I was okay. like, Oh my gosh, she could, she's going to be a beautiful B boy someday. She's going to pop and lock like the best of them. <laughs> she's a popper and a locker. Uh, no, I don't cry. Like almost any, I, I mean, I, you know, I'll, if I, if it's a close relative, I'll I cry at a funeral. Wow. It's about, would
0: you cry at my funeral? I think.
1: Well, I'm it, depends, it depends on first. if I killed you.
0: Oh, but you know what
1: though? What? I'll bring you back to life with my tears. That's a great idea. Yeah. If only you could Wait, cry. everybody. I remember an episode 60 years ago on our podcast. <laughs> I've got this. <laughs> uh, I believe this should work. Let's all cry together onto him. Yeah. Uh, and Kelsey's just in the background, just just freaking breakdancing her heart out, hoping yep. like maybe it'll generate enough energy and she'll be able to zap it in your body. With our powers combined. That's right. With Kelsey's breakdancing and my tears. Yeah. <laughs> We'll bring Steve back to life. I'll cry at your funeral. Sure. Uh, I, I don't so. know how long I'm gonna live, but well, you'll. Outlive. I hope I live you'll a long time, man. I'm sure you. Yeah, much more uh, <laughs> responsible. Yeah, am I? I feel yeah. like you're so afraid of a lot of things that it'll well, save you in some ways. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. I never leave the house. <laughs> yeah, you don't do like a aside from like weightlifting, you don't do a lot of like super active stuff. I ride my bike even, everywhere all the time. That, that's true. I I should say you don't do like you don't ski nope. or like play sports nope. or climb or well, you did go climbing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even at the gym, you don't like like certain exercises that <laughs> place you at a parallel with the ground that you uh-huh. have to move around. Yep. And I don't
0: like certain, ex- <laughs> I have to double check the machines
1: after you're on them to make sure they're properly yeah. like locked in a place. <laughs> did that like 14 times today. I yeah. That. So yeah, like you're, you're a pretty cautious guys. So. Uh-huh. And not that I'm not cautious, but you had to check the machine because I almost fell off it. Yeah. So, cause
0: yeah. it wasn't latched properly and you could have brought your head in It wasn't. and that could have been my head,
1: my precious brain. Your, my precious brain. Yeah. I wish I had those emojis, the new emojis on the phone. Oh. I haven't downloaded it yet. Am oh. I on your Wi-Fi? Yeah. I'm going to so. take the next five minutes on I guess. I'm yeah. Update my, um, JP will provide a review. <laughs> uh, also, Hey, you know what else I've been doing lately? What you've been doing? Uh, I've been, uh, doing media diet thing. Tell me about your media diet. <laughs> uh, well, so far I did three entries. Okay. And I did them like two weeks ago. Yeah. So I've been doing it consistently. Okay. We saw Blade Runner twenty What'd you think? I, You know what? One I was like... Ten,
0: would you recommend it to a friend? 10 being yes, I'd absolutely recommend it. Yeah. One being no sir.
1: Uh, it's a qualified recommendation. Okay. Because I don't think everybody would be into it. It's an so, intense long movie. So what's your... I would give it like an 8 out of 10. So, you would recommend it to a friend? I would recommend it to all my friends. Wow, so you give it an 8. Well, actually, I would probably give it a 6 out of 10 if you consider how poorly women are represented in it. Net promoter score 6. So, you are a detractor. <laughs> uh, you you judge like the the rating you give to a movie based on who you'd recommend it to? Well, it's NPS score. It's called the net promoter
0: score. It's basically like the overall like how likely it's a question how likely uh, are you to recommend like you put this it in a survey a or something like yeah. that
1: i mean if someone asked me that question on a survey i'd say to oh, a, a
0: friend it's not to anybody it's to a friend so someone you already know i mean the,
1: the funny part about it i'm like way over analyzing this question for their purposes inside but like, out would you recommend it to a friend i would qualify that too really a little bit inside just because out? it's a very sad movie Ooh, Up is a very sad movie, but it starts out sad and then it gets right.
0: Moana. Would you recommend it to yes. a friend? Okay, there it is. Yeah. There's there's a ten. There's a solid ten. <laughs> solid
1: ten. <laughs> oh. If we're if it's on a score of a friend mechanism, zero. Yeah, zero to ten. Would you recommend it? Blade to Runner. I'd probably give it like a four or five. Wow. Because I I think a lot of people wouldn't like it. Yeah. Cause oh, yeah, it's just, true. it's a super intense, dark movie and it's very long. Yeah. Oh, it was so long. Yeah. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, when people, when someone mentioned the woman thing later on, I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. That really, it did not represent women very well. Uh, <laughs> but, um, it represented one woman very well. One woman. Yeah. Maybe one other woman like wasn't, uh, wasn't very dimensioned. That's not yeah, a word. Dimensional. But, but like, you know, the leader of the rebels or whatever. Yeah. Oops, can I say that? Well, yeah, sure. Well, Rebel Alliance. The Rebel Alliance. Yeah, Star Wars. Actually, man, that movie had no characters. Um Yeah, that was one of my things. Princess Leia. In Star Wars? <laughs> that movie had no uh the new Star Wars I felt like was a little one-dimensional. Right? The the main characters in it were not, but all the ancillary characters were right. not super developed. Han Solo, Princess Leia, uh other people. Uh, we're just kind of like there, but there wasn't really much development. Yeah, that's true. So, what's the second thing on your media diet? I'm not going to go through mine. What's yours? Why not? Because I'm going to get into like book report mode if I go into. Some well, just other give ones. me
0: like a, will I'll, I'll do mine too, but give me a quick uh,
1: just quick recap of the two other things on your list. <laughs> <laughs> My beautiful list of two things. What else have I been? Uh, I read "Eat That Frog." Eat that frog. Yeah, it's What's a book about? about how to like season and prepare frogs oh, from all around the world. How to have empathy for other cultures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I'm eating an Indian frog tonight. I'm prepared with curry. The only kind of frogs I like are chocolate frogs. Oh, mm-hmm. I've never had a chocolate frog. Yeah.
0: Did you have one like as a like a Harry Potter thing? Oh, I was just gonna make a joke that I have one on a train
1: going to school. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wait. Darn it. Cut it. Oh, Do it again. Would it never the happened.
0: Best, best joke. It would have
1: been the best joke. People would have enjoyed it so thoroughly. I think so. It, it, deep <laughs> vein. Piece, uh... So what is that about? Eat that frog. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a book about like productivity, productivity and stuff. It's kind of like the uh, the hill I've decided to Die make on. my stand on. Yes, I didn't. I'm not dying on this hill, but the I say joy again. Hill? Yeah, the productivity hill productivity hell. i've got i've got a medium uh, think piece essay to send you about productivity
0: that i think is real good sure that's fine basically tears apart productivity in terms of like people are
1: so concerned about being productive they don't know how to truly live oh yeah yeah well there i think there's even a quote in this book actually that says something like um well i mean part of the point of the book they say is the point of why you're trying to be productive is to be able to spend is to get more done and be able to spend more time with your loved ones. Like if, if that's not your goal, then you're, you're doing it wrong. Like right. to, if you're trying cool. to be more productive so that you can just get tons of work done and spend all your time working and just get more work done during the, you know, 70 hours a week that you work, then you're doing it wrong. You're mm-hmm. never going to get everything done. Here's how you can try to focus on things that are the most impactful in your life and then be able to spend the majority of your time um, with the people that you love. Yeah. Cause one of them is talking cool. about like, uh, people are obsessed with habits that try to make life move faster or like make life happen Mm. faster or something like that. It was a quote from like, uh, some thinker or whatever, but he, he quotes a lot of like thinkers throughout the, you know, think, you know, thinkers, you ever heard of them? Yeah. Thinkers. And then you know what else there are? Stinkers. Thought police. Yeah. Thought police always polluting my thoughts. No, I'd like to read that story. I think there's value to that. I mean, for me, productivity is really about like figuring out how to, uh, be more successful, get more work done faster and be able to spend more time with people. And also, uh, partly be able to, like, retire earlier. Mm. Um, the more successful you are earlier on in life, the more potential you have for retiring. It's true. But anyway, so that that book's just... It's it's like... I mean, there's so many books that are good and also useless if you don't use them. I've just kind of decided to be like, you know what? I'm going to spend a lot of time focusing on the things in this book at the exclusion of reading any more productivity books and just read mm. other stuff or whatever for a while. Um, and just, yeah, focus on that. That's and cool. Eat That Frog is basically like... You don't you don't eat like you eat the biggest nastiest frog you can each day Ugh. And that essentially is the most important thing to do and you ignore like the tadpoles uh. and the nicer frogs The things that you normally pay attention to because they're easier to do mm-hmm. It's kind of like there's another book called the one thing where you focus on the one thing That would be the most impactful in your life all that stuff Like all these books have different ways of doing it. I just yeah. like this one because it was very like actionable So
0: funny. This is like a theme for the day. I'll post more in the show notes about this because this
1: He talks about the one thing.
0: Uh, yeah. well, yeah, the the like whole productivity thing. yeah like making sure to tackle the difficult stuff rather yeah. than just like doing things to check them off your list because that feels good. Right. Like work on something that's significant to you. Yeah, exactly. And you know, even even if it doesn't necessarily personally matter, like work work on the difficult thing because that's the right thing to work on sometimes
1: you know, most yeah. of the time. Most of the time it is. And they also he also he <laughs> has a point in it about like um you all, you always have time. You don't have time to get everything done, but you always have and find time to get the most important thing done, mm. you know, when you actually think about it. But usually people just don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. And then completely related to Eat That Frog is the show Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> You've been watching Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. The new one, which like Star Trek fans apparently hate. Mm. Do you like it? I like it. Huh. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend it to a friend? Yeah. Huh. But I would. On a I would scale one to ten. So I'd, you'd be like a what? would be like a six. Huh. Yeah. So you wouldn't recommend it really. I, no, I'd I'd be like, it would depend on what the person was into. Okay. I'd be like, did you like the new Star Star Trek movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like shows like Stargate and and maybe not so much Star Trek, ironically, mm-hmm. but shows that are just like very sci fi themed, episodic. Like they just do like they play around with sci fi concepts. And um, did you watch Walking Dead? Because one of the characters is the main characters from it. Uh yeah. So a little fandom. A little fandom. That's pretty great. That's not like great a good media, but diet. these are these are not. It makes it sound like <laughs> I read a book and I watched a movie and I watched a show. I've done more things, but I just haven't <laughs> written them down. Go. What uh, am I sharing? My things. Yeah. All right. I'll be uh, I'll be real quick
0: because I know we want to blast through this. Um, I read a ton of internet stuff. So yeah. See
1: if I put all my internet stuff on there. It's a good idea.
0: Um, I've I you know there's blogs I stay on top of. Mm. Stand on the top letters that are really like, but, uh, books, what did I read for books? It doesn't um, have to be. A book. I read, I read three books in the past oh, right. few days. Yeah. I read, um, intercom, which, uh, has like this customer support chat oh, app yeah, yeah. for products like online products, wrote a, put together a bunch of blog posts into a book, mm. um, about pro- product management.
1: Can you send me that one?
0: yeah um it. and then there's uh another one called inspired it's is a uh, book by marty kagan one of the founders of the silicon valley product group mm. where he basically goes through like some uh, more or less like talking about members of the product team in mm. tech companies basically how products are built and then talks about things to do um, to basically build inspiring products mm. um that people actually want to use and awesome. benefit from. And then I read another book called, uh, don't make me think by Steve Krug. It's a book on usability. Uh, um, I talked about
1: that book on the show
0: before. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, boring. <laughs> what, what I'm finding, what, I'm actually, what I actually found about those three books is that there were like maybe two or three takeaways mm. in them. Like they're fairly incredibly, very highly light on content there is almost no content in those books like actually like meat there's there's a lot of milk Mm -hmm. like there's i but there's not there's not a lot of like good substantive
1: like takeaways um but but i haven't read the other two books i mean don't make me think i feel like a lot of it was um maybe like common sense Mm -hmm. yeah it's a common sense approach to usability well (laughs) thank you that's the subtitle for Uh, the book but i mean there were things he mentioned as like approaches to do i mean i guess he didn't give like action steps to be like here's what you do next but so
0: the the things that for me as like a tactician that were helpful is he actually provides like a a script for conducting usability tests yeah and it turned out that the things so the book is like 30 bucks Mm. the most valuable parts of the book
1: are when he recommends other books and <laughs> he does that a lot the free materials. Parts where he's just like, I don't know how to tell this to you. So read a different book. Yep. And the free materials
0: that he actually offers. So like the two things that I really took away from the three things I took away from the book were it's title don't make me think. So mm-hmm. focus on that. Yeah, yeah. When you're trying to figure out how to, you know, put stuff together or like define it clearly and crisply defining like what you're trying to build. Yeah. Um, Is don't make me think. And then, yeah, other materials and other recommendations. Right. Um, I think like what I'm really looking for, and I also read another book called the product book that's put out by the product school, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm like halfway through right now. It's more, it's more like textbook based. Um, but it's still, it needs, it needs a bit more clarity. Like I think the second edition after some like heavy editing with hopefully a good editor yeah, will help to suss out this book a little bit more. Suss it out. It's very, it's very cluttered. And while it has a direction, it's, it's not very good at bringing up those points. Yeah. Um, but so far that's pretty good. But I think like the thing that I would love is actually more or less a textbook. Hmm. Um, maybe should write it right <laughs> Uh, but no, like, yeah, something, something that like, that goes basically from basic concepts into more advanced concepts, Mm -hmm. um, that like breaks things down for you with like bulleted lists with questions at the end to get you to think more deeply about a topic like Mm -hmm. that actually prompts further learning. Yeah. Um, rather than just like, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I've, there's, I have a lot of issues with like books about technology too, because like a book that's. 10 years old is way too old to read about like web products and sure, technology sure. products. Cause like the iPhone came and changed everything. And then anything like before iOS seven was released and before like, you know, at that point, like Android started getting good. Hmm. Um, like anything written before that even is like almost too early if you're talking about mobile products. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there's, there hasn't been a lot of good, stuff put into books in the past like three or four years because most of it has just been published content on the internet and then it's trying to sift through that for like where's the quality here
1: yeah i can't i definitely i don't know if i could say there haven't been good books released. i think that's too vague of a statement but i think a lot of the quality material that comes out is from yeah from blog posts. specifically i mean specifically on the practice of building products okay yeah that that could be yeah like
0: thought process you know uh, processes that companies go through to to yeah. put stuff together all that stuff yeah uh so yeah if people want to get in touch with us we've got a, a website and a facebook group uh the website is facebook yeah. i don't know what a facebook page is <laughs> jp manages that we'll talk about it after uh it's a fan page and uh yeah so it's so hard to say goodbye
1: is it well wow. it is yeah love ya it's so hard to say goodbye